everybody. Welcome to The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns. Today, our guest is Lydia V. Hill, and she's going to talk to us about developing self-esteem in girls. I can't wait. Let's go. Hey, guys. Well, we made it through Thanksgiving. We are fully in the Christmas season. I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving. Uh, It really is the most wonderful time of the year, but the problem is a lot of times we can make it the most hectic time of the year or the most busy time of the year, and it's been so intentional for me to try to carve out actual family time just to sit down and be like, we're going to have a movie, because you know what's crazy is sometimes the things my kids remember the most about the holidays aren't the big things or the day we went to Disney or this big event, but it's just like, oh, I really liked when we watched Home Alone and sat on the couch and ate popcorn, (laughs) trying to go through that, trying to live and handle it all. I mean, my son, Gavin, um, about last year around this time, decided he was going to start a business doing cocoa bombs. If you haven't had a cocoa bomb yet, they're pretty cool. They are hot chocolate bombs. And he started it with his friend. And they're like making this real deal business. And it kind of cracked me up because initially the first day, um, they're getting together, making all the chocolate. And Gavin's friend was like, okay, can we eat the chocolate? And I was like, no, this is a bad business model. And then they just really only wanted to make the money. But they were very stressed about the actual production of it. But man, hot cocoa just feels so even... In Florida, yes, even if it's 80, hot cocoa feels appropriate for this time of the year. Cider, eh, I could take it or leave it, but I hope you're having hot cocoa out there. I hope you're watching Christmas movies and really taking time to not just blow through December and not remember any of it, but to really enjoy and embrace. I'm so cognizant of my oldest son being closer to college now than to when he was little and uh, just knowing that that comes and goes. So take every moment and enjoy it. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Known Podcast. We are so excited to welcome my friend, Lydia V. Hill. Lydia, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Thank so you for happy. inviting me. Yes, we're so happy to have you here. Will you tell everybody just a little 30-second blurb? Who are you? Who am I? You know, I'm glad you asked me who I am, because if you asked me where I'm from, I wouldn't know what to tell you. You know, I'm I'm Lydia V. Hill. I've lived in every time zone in this country. Oh. Um, and so I don't know where I'm from, really. But uh, <laughs> I know that I lived, uh, for the majority of my ministry, we've lived in Springfield, Missouri. Nice. So uh, there I worked with the, I don't know if you're familiar with the, anybody that is familiar with the Assemblies of God. I was the National Girls Ministries Leadership Development Coordinator awesome. uh, for 15 years. Wow. And that's where my love for ministering to girls and women wow. was developed. And wow. everything, That's I'm, I'm all about that. And uh, this is how... This whole thing came to be. Wow! And where did, when did you get that master's degree? We gotta we gotta shout that out. That that master's, master's degree. degree uh, gosh, two years ago. You know, okay. I, I I was in fact was in a class with your mom. There you go. <laughs> shout out to my mom. If you're listening. And we just bonded because oh. we you know here we are. Two we, we we don't call ourselves old. We call ourselves seasoned. <laughs> I don't see anybody so, old in here. Two seasoned women that right. bonded. You know, yes. across textbooks. Yes. So. Oh. Well, and you know. 
if you've been listening to our podcast, this next question is going to come as no surprise. Lydia, tell us about your dog. Oh my goodness, my <laughs> dog, my beautiful dog. You know, her name is Kara, mm-hmm. and Jim named her. We've had her for, she's going to be 13, <laughs> and Jim named her because Kara means grace in oh. Greek. And so um, that's her name. She's a cocker spaniel. She's a she cocker looks spaniel. Like Lady from Lady and the Tramp. She really y'all. does. She's adorable. Yes. She is up in age, so she's lost her hearing now. Oh, so we're no. teaching her sign language, but oh. she somehow always understands when there's treats involved. Yeah. <laughs> that's universal. That is universal for all dogs. Well, the, that's no surprise. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you know we are pet lovers here. So, you know, send us again pictures of your pets, please, listening to this podcast. Well, listen, tell us, what did you talk about at the Known Conference? You know, as I mentioned, I I absolutely love ministry to girls and women, and my topic was building um, self-esteem in girls. Wow, Um, that's You know, obviously, that's a really powerful. If you have girls, which I know you do, and I have a girl as well, and I ministered to girls for 15 years, and that was such a, such a, common denominator that mm. us, you know, this culture really beats us down sometimes and oh. we grow up with no self-esteem. Yes. So how do we, how do we, you know, attack that from a young yes. age? So that was why um, I decided to teach on this subject. That's so good. You know, I, I look at it so much and I think I worry for my daughter, you know, who's seven now, but coming up in this social media age, yes. I mean, it makes me, I'll tell you what, it makes me grateful. There was no social media when I was in middle and high school because, good Lord, first of all, the hair and the makeup, <laughs> um, my eyebrows, eyebrows, it's a miracle they're still here because they were plucked to death and that was the 90s. But like, you know, what do you, what kind of role do you think social media has had on just taking these poor girls and, and their self-esteem? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And you can go, you know, visit study after study of how, you know, there's the bullying, there's the um, obvious, you know, the comparison trap where I want to look like she looks, I want to dress like she dresses, I want to have, you know, when in reality, it's a farce. You know, we don't post our worst pictures, we post our best pictures. And but that really generates such such guilt and such low self-esteem and such com- competition and girls and measuring up and it just creates a whole new ballpark of of trouble I think and yes. stressors yeah is there a way to like have a healthy relationship with it do you think I think there is I don't you know I I, I love social media yeah, and me and I think that there's it's not it's almost like it's that scripture that says you know it's not the love of money <laughs> you know it's not money actually it's the, the love, love of money, money. right uh, it's not the yeah. media it's the it's the it's the whatever comes with it and the and not being regulated and I think parents instead of taking it all away from them because that would that would create a whole nother ball game of, of problems I think but just being being vigilant yeah yeah. And, you know, there's so many, and this is not, media is really not the, the main topic that we're here, but it plays a huge role. I think being vigilant and knowing what your children are listening to, yes. um, safeguards, there's so many safeguards yeah. out there and, you know, regulating, I know they're not going to like it. I used to regulate it for my kids. My kids, <laughs> my kids started, you know, with the phones right. and the, you know, and absolutely loved it, but we, they never had a TV in their room. Yeah. They never had a computer in their room. Yeah. You know, it's just... Call me prudish, yeah. you know, but I need to protect, I wanted to protect my kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, you never, you rarely hear somebody say, I wish, you know, I had been like less observant of my kids. No. You know, usually it's the opposite. So tell me what can, you know, our moms listening right now, maybe some dads, shout out dads. If you're listening, listen, we're, you're welcome here. But what can some moms be doing to help their girls develop self-esteem. I mean, this is huge. You know, I think it's really important that we watch 
our own language. You know, our girls learn from us. And I feel like one of the things that moms tend to do is to not realize that your girls are listening to the way you speak about yourself. And I'm guilty. Same. You know? Growing up, oh, I'm too fat. Yes. My hair. I wish that I could do this. That I, I wish that I could change this. Yes. Or, or even one thing. You know, those of us who are working moms. I've been a working mom for as long as I can work. You yeah. know, and 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 uh, there's a lot of stigma, and sometimes there's a lot of maybe some. Just you know, I don't know where people stand, but I have been a working mom, mm-hmm. and I learned early on that, and it was God's grace, you know, that if I love what I do and I project that I love what I do at home and not mm. come home and complain because I have to work, mm. our children are going to think, wait, mom is not happy working. There must be something wrong with her working. Wow. So I early on love my job, and so that's all my kids knew. Mom works yes. outside the home. Yeah. Mom works, and it's the most normal thing. Yeah. For them to see mom working. Yeah. In fact, there was a season when I didn't work and my kids were like, mom, go back to work. <laughs> she is on us too much. Please go. Yeah, Go to work, mom. I don't want to do my chores. <laughs> but you know, those kinds of things and just monitoring the way that the, what we project to our girls, you mm. know, we may have issues with low self-esteem ourselves yeah. and our girls can pick it up. There must be oh. something wrong with mom working. There must be something wrong with looking the way mom looks because right. they tell me that I look like mom. So mm. I must have issues. Oh dear. You know, I, <laughs> A girl, and I mean, this was as young as I think kindergarten, made some comment to my daughter one time about being fat. Oh. And she came home and told me, I mean, they were five and six year olds, you know, and I just couldn't even, I mean, I maybe I did get mad at the girl, but you have to go, where did she hear that? Oh, sure. You know, sure. where did she hear that? Is she hearing that in her home? And luckily my daughter is, God bless her, probably is too grounded because we constantly remind her uh, of all her many wonderful qualities. But she knew that was rubbish. She knew right away, like, no, I'm not fat. You know, I'm beautiful. Mom and dad call me beautiful. All these things. But, you know, it just, it made me think, where is this little girl who is calling children fat hearing this from? Well, probably her parent or, you know. Well, you know, there's a, that's a whole, uh, I told you I work with girls for a long time. And so I, I do another workshop, maybe someday I'll do it on, on mean girls mm, and yikes. what, what, what makes a mean girl and, and mean girls become mean women. Ooh, <laughs> that is the truth. So, but yeah, just, you know, reinforcing the fact, you know, there's, you know, in my workshop, I talked about what can a mom do? What can a father do? And, mm. and, you know, one of the things that we do is to reinforce the fact that God, you know, there's myriads of scripture that reinforce what God thinks about us, Good. which goes contrary to what the social media will tell us, mm. which what your friends will tell us. God, so for us to know scripture and, and feed that into their young minds to yes. understand, listen, no, this is what God, you know, we're, we're, we're warriors. We're battling here. We're, we're yes. battling for our children's self-esteem and our, their mind and their hearts and, and know, first of all, what scripture has to say Yes, about you know, your self-worth. God, you know, God has your name written, you know, mm. in the palm of his hand. You know, mm. some would argue, but I would say that's the first tattoo, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go yeah, there. Yeah, right. Don't send your emails to <laughs> You know, he thinks good thoughts about you. You know, mm. your days are, are written, you know, so it's so many wonderful things that that's not what social media tells you, yeah. you know, but that's the truth of God's true. word. So if a parent knows scripture and can continually feed that into their mm. girls and boys. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my sons have had just as much self-doubt. And, yes. and and if the girls are mean girls, then the boys have their own way of doing it. And it's like boys being boys, but that can be really hurtful. It oh, you're very... a small guy or you know this and that. And it's, it's, it's just as hurtful. You know, my sons have walked through that too. You know, what would you say to 
say a mom listening right now, um, and there isn't dad in the picture, like yes. what does that wind up looking? Is it still possible then to, to have that self-esteem and, and what does that look like? I, of course it is. I think, you know, it, it we have to, and it's very common, it's very common where we have single moms bringing up girls. Yes. So, so I would suggest that you find a significant male in, in, you know, whether it be your grandpa, whether it be your, your uncle, whether it be somebody that you trust that could be, and pick a good role model. Yes. You know, don't just pick anybody because these are your kids we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That you find somebody who teaches this girl, you know, the, the male aspect of yeah. it. You know, I, there is, you know, Find the church is replete with wonderful men that could be examples to your girls. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. choose wisely, of course, but yeah. I think it's important. It's important that they they see that male, yeah. that that role model of what it, it is to be and how to be treated by them. Yes, and I think just letting Jesus fill the gaps too. You know, if you're listening and you say, "I'm doing my best. I'm a single mom." Well, that's okay. You know, we're all doing our best, and we are, and saying, "Lord, like come alongside here." Just like in a marriage, you have to have the three: you, him, and Jesus. Well. And parenting, whoo, you need Jesus too. <laughs> so. You do. And you know, he is the father to the fatherless. Yes. And and uh, he is dear and near. I think, I, I feel like he, many of us don't have that. Like you said earlier, we don't have a good male figure in our lives. But you know what? God make up, makes up the difference. Oh, yes. And he is more than enough. He is. I see that in your session. One of the things you talked about that moms could do, it says journal with your girl. What does that look like? Yes. Actually, I brought my journals. If you could see them, oh. these are a couple of of journals that I did. I I started journaling with my fourth grader. She was in fourth oh, wow. grade, and I decided early on because again, how can I keep my girl? Because I've I've heard horror stories when mm. they become teenagers yeah. and they rebel, and you know all of this. And how can I keep that communication? going with my girl and so I created or decided to start journaling with her and so these are just a a couple of samples of the journals that we brought and um, that I I started and I I'm going to read you the first page and I I will say she has given me permission to to share some of this in public because I would this is I made her a promise that I would never reveal that even to her brother her dad this is this is ours right and she said oh mom go ahead but um (laughs) so this is how I started back in 2002 Mm. January 2002, I said, my dearest Amanda, with the beginning of the new year, I want us to start a journal together. Mm. Please write anything you want to share with me, and I will write back each day. I love you, sweetie, and I'm so thankful that you're my daughter and my friend. Always mommy. So this was, gosh, how many years ago? Almost 20 20 years ago that we started this journal. And this is the, we finished one, and we started others, and and then we... uh, and you guys can't see, but there's like little cute kid handwriting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was in the fourth grade. So yeah. she, you can see the progression. I love that. And, and the story behind this also, with the fact that I wanted to, you know, remain in contact and have that communication with my girl was the fact that someday I won't be here. Yeah. And there is, there's blood and tears and sweat in the, in the pages mm. of this journal because this, this, this got ugly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sometimes as she became a teenager. Yeah. And, and, but I, and she, and she wrote to me and very honest. Mm. And then I wrote her back. So someday when I'm gone and she's raising her own daughter, mm. that she can look back at my words and say, okay, that's how mom would have handled it. Wow. Oh my goodness. So it's just, and she loved it. And mind you, we didn't do it every day. Yeah. You know, sometimes it was weeks or two weeks or whatnot. And then we'd write something and then sure. we'd put it. So it's not something, another yeah. chore to do. Right. But it was really fun because I would write to her and then put it on her pillow. Hmm. and then wait until she responded and then she would put it on my pillow Hmm. (laughs) and there was a journal you know so it it was really fun and the progression but and then here is my final one my final entry 
to her. She was in college. Oh, <laughs> no. This is going to make me sad and emotional. And it's, I, you know, wow. I told you there's a lot of tears in between because I said, wow, mm. I just picked this up again. So we had gone a few months without it. We, hmm. we had uh, we had some interesting times. Well, but sure. <laughs> I just picked this up again uh, and read my last entry from October 10th. Hmm. Um, we hit a very rough patch, didn't we? Hmm. I decided to write again to be sure that the rough patch was not the last thing, the last entry in our journal. <laughs> Almost three years later, and we are all so different. You've had um, several life lessons and heartbreaks, and now we are finish- you're finishing up your junior year in college. Um, anyway, this person who was the cause of a lot of our trouble is no longer in the picture. <laughs> Thankfully. And we praise God for that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, anyway, and just yesterday you came to me with tears in your eyes, uh, saying, Hey mom, I have friends. I had actually coached her. I'm a, I'm a life coach as well. So I had actually coached her through a really rough patch as wow. well, where she just was not connecting hmm. with girls and friends. And so I coached her through that. I said, okay, honey, do you want the mom or do you want the coach? <laughs> and she said, I want the coach. So I remember Monday nights for several weeks, we coached her. How can we change this? Wow. How can you change this aspect? Anyway, so this is this is this is precious to me. Um, mm. Lots of heartache and lots of fun and lots of don't tell dad moments. <laughs> I love this, and I think you know with the timing of this now going, you know, this podcast airs after Thanksgiving. What a great Christmas gift idea or starting the new year. Like, I think Ella's probably on the younger side to do this, but I love this idea. And what's to say you couldn't do it with your son or couldn't do it with, you know, fathers and sons out there or or vice versa. But, you know, I think just a big thing and the whole theme of our podcast being known, when people feel known, it changes everything. It really does. It really does. And the little things, you know, it's like we always had our journal. Yeah. If we had rough patches, if we had whatever was going on, we always had our journal hmm. that kept us kept us close, and um, and I don't think it, it's too young. How old is Ella? Ella's seven. Oh, and she can write. <laughs> yeah, she I can mean, it's, it's creative, can, but yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I if they can draw pictures yes. or whatnot, it's it, you're never too young or too old. I feel yeah. like you know, so it really it really saw us through a lot of hard times and fun times. Yeah, but I really encourage I would encourage moms to find that point of connection. If it's not a journal, find something. You know, a lot of this seems proactive, which I think is the way to go. But what about those listening who say it has to be reactive at this point? They're really dealing with a daughter who no self-esteem, you know, um, she has been reaching out in ways that seem negative and, um, you know, are, are, um, negative for her that you can tell. What would you say in that, um, to that woman who now has to reactively go back and say, okay, you know, you know, there's no shame in looking, seeking for help. Um, I believe that we have some incredible counselors. We have some incredible resources, even in our church, that you know we could provide or, or send people. Yeah. Um, sometimes you're at the end of your rope, and you need to seek counsel. Yeah. And you need to perhaps deal with issues that are within this young girl's life or whatnot, that she needs her own yes. counseling. There's nothing wrong with that. Not I mean, we're big in, in counseling. My husband Your does kids that need voices that aren't yours. Yeah. Uh, right, right. So godly counseling is what oh, I yes. would suggest. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not just or, or, or coaching or, or, you know, people that 
can come around you, your friends, wisely, wise women of God that can, can, you know, you yourself need a break. Yes, yes, absolutely. We, we, you know, if you're listening and you're feeling any bit of discouragement about this, know that there is hope. It is never too late. No. We've seen mothers, daughters reunited after years, in, well into adulthood. Sometimes it takes having your own child to go, oh, mom, sorry, <laughs> you know, sorry about that. I'm sorry I was, you know, this and that. But not only are we praying with you, but we will stand with you as known women to say, hey, it takes a village. Let's all help each other out and be, you know, those godly voices in these girls' lives. And um, we just we just think this was great advice. Thank you for sharing with us Thank today. You. My pleasure. Anytime you are welcome here to come back to our podcast. If you will bring Kara next time. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be right back with the Gnome Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Know It, the part of the show where we tell you something we think you should know about this week. Listen, this week it's not something brand new. In fact, this came out last year, but I cannot recommend enough the Maverick City Christmas album. Listen, this is Christmas the way I think it is meant to be experienced. The true worship during this season where Jesus came to earth and became Emmanuel, God, with us. The hope of Christmas is the hope of the whole world that we have Jesus. And this album just is incredible. It is anointed. It is something that will bless your holiday season. So in the hustle and bustle, turn this on and it'll refocus you and remind you the true meaning for this season. We'll be right back. Oh, thank you so much for listening, my friends. Thanks to Lydia V. Hill for coming. What an incredible conversation that was. And as always, you can help us out by subscribing to our podcast, sharing it with your friends, and just letting us know you liked it. We can't wait to see you guys again next week. Take care.